we see things on Twitter and, and on social media and on Facebook, and you hear what people back home think of people in the diaspora, you know, mm-hmm. summer, they think we don't yeah. love our country. They think, mm-hmm. this, you know, but so in my mind, I was like, but that's not true. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, you don't even know, I'll see comments like, oh, you, I bet you don't even know where Uganda is on the map. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, don't mind, you know, Uganda. But we do. Yeah. We, 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 we completely, you know, I mean, I was born in Uganda. Yeah, me too. But I came to the UK when I was two. Okay. You know, so I came as a, literally a baby. And I've been here my entire life. I'd never gone back to you. I went back to Uganda when I was in my 20s for the first time. I never studied there. But I learned the language. I learned the culture. And I'm like, I wanted to redefine what it means to be a Ugandan diaspora. My name is Barney Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. I gotta be honest, when you when you sent me uh, the request on Instagram, I was like, so I know your show, like two, five, six podcasts, you're like three hosts, uh, three with other people. And I wasn't sure who I was communicating with, so I wasn't sure who I was expecting, but I knew... Uh-huh. I, I guess I was like, maybe it's a him because I follow your podcast and I listen to all mm. of you guys. But I had part of me, because I really, I, I didn't know who was, who runs the social media, but I'm, yeah. I'm excited to have you, man. It's No, thank you very much for having, for having us. Um, funny enough, you're not the first person, I, I think pretty much anyone we communicate with via um, the, the socials has no idea who they're communicating with like i remember okay. recently we interviewed um, a girl called ashanti kazira and um mm-hmm. up until she got to the studio she had no idea who she was talking <laughs> to. In fact, she actually she said she guessed and thought she was talking to jibs yeah. when when in reality the whole time she was talking to me and then there was another one brenda who thought she was talking to me when in reality she was talking to um jibs so yeah it's it's you're not the first person but um it was me Mm-hmm. Um, Jibs actually had an accident. He dislocated his knee yesterday. Oh, no. Huh. Yeah. Oh, he, he was playing football. He was playing football. He thought he was Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the Arsenal fan? He's, a, he's, the, he's the Arsenal fan. He's the good Every time I'm watching, every time I'm watching, he's the one wearing the Arsenal jersey. And yeah. yeah he's the one. <laughs> he's the one. So, you know, he's, he got hurt yesterday and he's going to get hurt today again. Um, yeah. because <laughs> no i think we're gonna win today it might not help at all but i think we're gonna win how is life over there in um in london oh mm-hmm. life is good man i can't i i actually cannot complain yeah. i think we all go through different phases in life mm-hmm. and we go through um life really is a roller coaster do you understand that's true. like we yeah. go through ups we go through downs and you know there's times when you're in we're in really sticky situations mm-hmm. um and in those moments at times it's hard to think that life can ever get any better do you yeah. understand it's like have you ever have you ever had a blocked nose mm-hmm. when you have a blocked nose you you you, you can't even remember the times when your <laughs> nose was clear do you understand yeah like it's it's one of those ones um but we all go through those difficult periods and i think i had a very difficult start to to the year but mm-hmm. right now i think over the last i'll say two months i've just been blissful 
Like yeah. I've been on a real good high and I'm really, really enjoying life, but I'm not enjoying life because life is ultra amazing. I'm enjoying life because I gained a certain level of contentment mm-hmm. towards the blessings that God has put into my life. Yeah. In land. And I think a lot of the times we overlook the small blessings. We, we, we stress over the things we don't have. We stress over the things we lose. We stress over the things that we're yet to achieve, that we overlook the blessings and the beauty of the, of the life that God's actually given to us at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, it, was, it was that. It was just taking into account what I do have. Right. Attaining mm-hmm. contentment and being, understanding that I'm in a very fortunate position. I'm in a very fortunate position. I, I have, you know, I have so much wealth without even realizing it. You know, mm-hmm. There's never a day where I'm going to go without, without eating. There's never a day, like if I need something, I can get, I, I can get, I've got a roof over my head. I, like life is very, very good. You know, yeah. then, like I, I stress over the big, big things that I overlook mm-hmm. the small blessings and the foundation that God has actually given me to know that I'm actually very, very good. Like I'm very good. So um, I'm, man, life is life is sweet. I can't complain. That, you know, that's the only good. thing that stresses uh-huh. me at this moment in time is, is this team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. That's, that's good. That you, that's good that you you talked about it in that way. And um, you know, in our days, like in when you ask somebody, "Hey, Oliotia," and you're gonna say "Jendi," or like you ask, "How are you doing?" I'm good. But yeah. people do not really. I think it's they just normalize that saying like you ask somebody hey how are you i'm good mm. but like the way i asked you the question and you kind of just elaborated that and that's what sometimes that's what people are looking for like hey and then you just talk through like life like you know because that's, that's what the questions that's why we ask people like how is life not just hit you with i'm good and that's it but like just thinking about and what you just talked about the contentment like a lot of people struggle with that and I mean, we all do, but once you realize, like you said, once you realize the contentment and see all these things that you have that you can be thankful for, and you just worry about the things you can't control, but like the ones you can control, like they shouldn't take your time to worry about. So I think that's a big mm-hmm. word when you say contentment, and a lot of people need to learn that to be content with life. Not a hundred percent. And I think what what you said is very key we live in a world right now where so many words and phrases and responses are just generic and automatic how are you i'm good even mm-hmm. when you're not good then yeah like all your jnd when in reality that's not the case when in mm-hmm. reality life can be very terrible but we're just programmed in a way where when people ask you how you are you just have to say okay because imagine every time you ask someone how are you and they're not okay that's mine I city belongs you get it yeah, yeah so it's it's just an automatic response an automatic relief but for me i think maybe that's why like that, that that's what i use the podcast for more than anything is to be real is mm-hmm. to be honest is is, is to, to strip down this 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 mask that the world has that makes it seem like everything mm-hmm. is perfect and everything is fine and to know that just because I'm good and that's that's the biggest mistake people tend to make that just because I'm okay it doesn't mean everything in my life is okay mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. but it's like 
acknowledging that that's always going to be there. That's always mm -hmm. going to be the case. You're always going to have issues. You're always going to have obstacles. And I realize the higher you climb in life, and the, 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 the bigger the problems and the bigger the obstacles, there's never a moment in life where you're ever going to be stress-free. Mm -hmm. You get, you, you yeah. get the problem-free or trouble-free. It's always going to be there. It's just about how you how you respond to it. And the reason why contentment is important because I'm a man of faith and contentment is important to me because I never want to be in a position where I'm ungrateful for the blessings that God has given us. Mm -hmm. God gives us so much and we, he blesses us with so many, with, with, with small, small things in our lives that if we start constantly complaining that I don't have this, I don't have that, and we forget the things that we do have, mm -hmm. but we're showing a level of ungratefulness yeah. to the almighty. And I never, ever again in life want to fall into that, into that category. I, I constantly want to be content and appreciative for what I do have. I, I, I've got big dreams. I've got big goals. I want to achieve so much, but yeah. the higher I get, just because I'm achieving more, it doesn't mean that I then start to, um, overlook and forget the blessings that i do have i must always we must always remain humble we must always remain appreciative um to god because he he he, he gives us so much he gives us so much and we have to be appreciative and that's why contentment is important because a lack of contentment is the biggest thief of joy mm -hmm. i wholeheartedly believe yeah um I when I ho i hosted pastor wilson bugembe on the podcast mm -hmm. and he said yeah. Uh, and con it was out paraphrase because I don't remember the exact words he said, but he was saying like, it's kind of like, and contentment is a thief of joy, something in the lines like mm. being uncontent or like wanting more, it kills like your joy or something, mm. Mm. something like that. But that makes sense when oh, you say like that. And originally, I was gonna say that um, it's only. You can tell you a podcaster by the way I was going to tell you that all the way in the beginning when you said talking about life because it's you use that to open up to talk because that's what we do like we come here to talk to have a conversation and that's why people on podcasts they are usually open it's things that you'll mm -hmm. never hear anywhere else but when they come to mm -hmm. podcasts because I listen to a lot of podcasts like I listen to Kevin Hart I listen to a lot of different people and every person on the podcast they'll open up and talk about life. Yeah. Like they talk about anything, like some of the things they may not talk about on the outside, but when they get time to sit down and talk, they, they open up and share what really is on their heart. And that's when you get to know the real about uh, somebody. So I like that. No, so, mm -hmm. no that's, that, that, that's what we do it for. Yeah. We do it to have conversations and to be open and to be real. And for me, if you're not willing to be real, open, vulnerable, mm -hmm. then you've got no business picking up a mic. That's literally how I look at it. And you, you have to be honest because you're dealing with, you're speaking to the to, to the world. You don't know who's listening. Right. You, know, uh -huh. you never want yeah. to be in a position to portray a false image of yourself through a podcast. Never. People mm -hmm. do that on different platforms, but here, uh -huh. you, because you're give you're you're given you're expressing yourself as an individual through words that's what mm -hmm. you're doing when you're on podcasts and right. if you can't be real then then you've got no business being here because then who are you trying to to, to fool 
I was going to point out actually the one quote that you guys just released on your Instagram um, for the listeners on my podcast that I don't know. I have a Kim from uh, 256 Podcasts. They are based in the UK. And like on their Instagram page, they use 256 Podcasts. And they just posted a quote from, is it Gypsy? You call him Gypsy? Yeah. How you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah. I really loved that. Like when he said, like, depend on no one but the Almighty God, no one owes you anything. That really hit hard in my heart. And I, I, I expressed, I commented down below, but that's, that's something I'm talking, like, I was just saying, like, just sharing something like that and to let other people know, like, nobody owes you anything, you know? Like, that really hit me and hit home. And I really love that. And I love stuff like that because, like you said, podcasts is a place where we bring, like, in my podcast, I just want to bring hope to the mm. other people like especially the kids mm. back in Uganda and that's why I keep bringing these guys to on my podcast to share about their life stories like people who struggled through mm. life growing up and where they're yeah. at right now and that's what I want I just want a, another child in Uganda to listen to this guy oh this guy this guy he's here right now i can do the same thing like i'm able to do that and that's why uh, when i bring these people they're vulnerable and they you know they they open up and they share like their stories 100 percent. and I, I loved when jibs said what he said um the full clip of that um mm -hmm. it was in reference to his birthday celebration Okay. And um, we'd been celebrating him, his 30th birthday. And he was talking about just how intimate the event was and how appreciative he was for every single person who was there, who took the time out to, um, to turn up because no one owes you anything. No one owes mm -hmm. you their time. No one owes you their space. No one owes you nothing mm -hmm. in this life. So when someone does go out of their way to turn up for you and be there for you you have to appreciate it yeah and i think one of the biggest things one of the things that kills a lot of friendships and relationships and especially when it comes to families and and those and, and close loved ones is that we tend to expect things from others never expect anything from anyone appreciate what you do get a hundred percent and then don't overthink what you don't get if if, if a friend doesn't turn up to your birthday you don't know why they didn't do so. You go, I mean, if you're in a yeah. difficult position and you seek help and the person's unable to help you, you don't know what that person's going through. But at the end of the day, that person doesn't owe you anything. The only person that you should ever turn to and depend to is the person who is the cause of your existence to begin with. And that's right. God. Yeah. That's he he put you here. And I think I, I don't want to get too deep, but I think at times <laughs> we, we we forget we we forget God. And mm -hmm. to understand that he put us here and he is the one who provides for us one way or another. And mm -hmm. anything you want, anything you need, just, just ask, just pray, just pray and understand that one way or another, God will get you through everything that you need. So we need to stop, not depend, not, not, not just depending on others, but just expecting things from others because that's, mm -hmm. that's unfair. You right. know, and when Jib said that, it it, put, it, it it actually impacted me because I'd never mm -hmm. looked at life that way. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's so true. Yeah, not a soul walking the face of this earth owes you anything. That's the same way. Like when I when I saw the clip, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you might have, I might have had the same words somewhere, but like, not think about it the same way I did when I had him say that." And yeah. that's 
that's, that's the reason why I love podcasts and I love you guys' podcasts because mm-hmm. every time you're on there, no matter the guests you have, it's just you, you're talking about like deep stuff, like some, somebody thinks about something and it impacts their lives. And on the same line, we're talking about your guys' podcast. I wanted to ask you, so how did you guys come up with the idea to start this podcast and how long have you been doing it? Wow, interesting question. Um, I've been involved in radio okay. for... A long time so um i was trained by the bbc world service and the open no University. wonder you can you can answer questions like <laughs> like a radio presenter <laughs> so we were at, I, I, I was actually trained in the art of um presenting and, and interviewing so how to ask okay. questions how to pick apart um nice. different um you, you know guests and so on and so forth so i was trained by the bbc world service and um the open university and that went on for a, year, for a few years, was doing that. And then I was just kind of freelancing with the BBC for a while. And mm-hmm. then um, I moved to TGM Radio, which we're actually at, at right now. But it was a friend of mine, Torres, who had a show called, um, it was the Red, Red Cup Drive Show. And okay. he invited me on one day just to talk. He just wanted to have a conversation. So he invites me on, I go on and we start started talking. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know what, why don't you, why don't we do a show together? Mm-hmm. you know here and it, it's mine is all about music and glamour but we can do a show where we're just keeping it real so we called it real talk on tgm this is some we're probably going back about five years now okay. um five six years and we were we, we started and real talk it was um streamed live on facebook and i remember at the beginning when we started we had like two three views live listeners um mm-hmm. at the time um and and slowly but surely it just started to grow it was every week on a thursday it just started to grow and then we will get different guests coming on different guests coming on to you know to, to the point where we start we at one point we, we had like five seven thousand listeners you know oh. on at a time mm-hmm. when we were able to get on bobby wine um when do you remember when um they had that huge parliament beef yeah yeah where they fought in the parliament yeah, yeah yeah exactly parliament. so we um right after that we had bobby wine on and we spoke to Eliasu Kwago. So we had real talk and it was going on. And, and but obviously it was streamed live. It wasn't a podcast, it was just like a live stream on okay. Facebook. And then um things life then happens. Life then happens, and then that had to stop for a minute. And then after that, I joined another podcast um called Say We Your Chest, um, with a few brothers um over here in the UK. But then it wasn't Ugandan central okay. it was just about western life and western culture and different topics and i and i loved it and enjoyed it. I'm, from, I'm from the uk mm-hmm. so it wasn't like it was alien to me but i felt like there was something missing in the content in 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 terms that i just wanted to really have a ugandan diaspora platform mm-hmm. so i so jibs had his own um show it was called um behind closed doors and okay. then Linda, she's going to kill me. Linda also had her own podcast, <laughs> but I can't what, what the name of it was. Um, but we started off with another with another female friend of ours called um, Kazinga and Torres. And we started in my front room. We just did it, got the cameras, got everything. We started in our front room. This was in 2019. And we just shot. And the first episode was just about what it was like, the experience of growing up being Ugandan in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got amazing response. People absolutely loved it. So then we did another one, which was about intermarriages. What do you feel about marrying different cultures, different tribes, different faiths? Did it as Ugandan. So we mm-hmm. started to pick apart different topics that 
people kind of um, enjoyed and we went silent for a while um, but then we then relaunched again in September um, of last year and yeah and we came back and we changed hosts we brought Linda in we, we brought in Linda Torres f f fell out um, but he's in the back he's like kind of our content creator he comes up with a lot of our ideas yeah. you know we run a lot of ideas past him as well because you know he decided to take a, um, a back seat um and yeah we relaunched in september and we were with tgm and we've been going um consistently since then um mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was just a, the, the main thing was about having a platform in which we can project the ugandan diaspora from the point of view of the uk right point of view of london give give us a um uh, you know because we see things on twitter and, and on social media and on facebook and you hear what people back home think of people in the diaspora you know mm -hmm. actually tell us summer they think we don't yeah. love our country mm -hmm. this you know but so in my mind I was like, but that's not true yeah you know people are like oh you don't even know i'll see comments like oh you i bet you don't even know where uganda is on the map you know mm -hmm. you, you don't know you know uganda but we do yeah we we've we, we completed you know i mean i was born in uganda yeah me too but i came to the uk when i was two okay you know so i came as a, literally a baby and i've been here my entire life i'd never gone back to i went back to uganda when i was in my 20s for the first time i never studied there but i learned the language i learned the culture and i'm like i wanted to try to what's the word i'm looking for what's the word i'm looking for try to redefine what it means to be a ugandan yeah. diaspora Mm -hmm. That was the main point of the podcast, redefine and to showcase and highlight the amazing stuff that Ugandans and diaspora are actually doing, yeah. you know, and to let people know that we, we, we're we just like you back home, you know, and a lot of the people that come on, they'll talk about being sent back and studied in Uganda, and it gives a different dynamic to let our brothers and sisters back home know that we're not that different to you. All right. We may have been raised in the UK or in the West, so we spoke to Melissa in Germany, you know, and it was like, we may be from Europe and from the West or from the States, but mm -hmm. we are so, we're still very much similar to you, you know, and true. to redefine the idea that, you know, yes, we may be here, but we also go through our struggles. We may not have to walk, you know, miles to get school, you know, to school or fetch water in certain places. We may not go through some of the struggles that, you know, let's say our parents talk about that they went through, but we still go through struggles in a Western way. You, mm -hmm. you understand? And that's yeah. what, that's kind of what, the podcast is about to redefine the idea of what it means to be a Ugandan diaspora. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, from the perspective of what you're explaining about, I really understand and I can relate. There's a lot of people back home who look at us different. But mm. like you were mentioning, when you guys restarted again in September, I think that's when I found, I, I learned about the podcast. And it's pretty cool. Like, you the way you you picked the name of your podcast too like you named it 256 which is symbolizing uganda and that yeah. shows the love of uganda like even when i was naming my podcast it's called the ugandan boy talk show because yeah. i'm proud to be ugandan i was born in uganda i might live in the u.s right now but yeah i'm proud and i want to bring these stories to uplift my country yeah. and to to extend the love and i gotta say like you guys content is really good i've listened to most of uh you guys episodes and i really love it uh, you mentioned melissa and then you had apis on the podcast too yes yeah oh what an amazing <laughs> that, 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 that is absolutely amazing 
Yeah, I was gonna say, tell me about the experience of uh, having him on the podcast. I know he's he's a funny guy. <laughs> he's he's absolutely um, hilarious. Um, so Apas is a really good friend of Torres. So okay. Torres, obviously, as I said, he's he, he he's behind the scenes, and you know he helps us with a lot of content creating and and ideas and so on and so forth. So he was able to. He was in Uganda at the time, and he was like, let's get on Apas, um, have a conversation with him, and, you know, and it was about speaking to him about um if you've seen the interview it was it was, it was all about um the, at the beginning what it was like being in Uganda as an artist during the mm -hmm. pandemic how it impacted the music industry so on and so forth um so he came on um I'd never inter I, I had never interacted with APAS none of us um Chibs didn't even know his music like that you know um mm -hmm. and it was just it was amazing speaking to him because he was so open he was so down to earth he was so um so real he didn't hold yeah. anything back, and for me, yeah. um, I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble with any of our other guests. <laughs> but that's the, that that interview stands out not just because of his status, because it's APAS. It's easy to say, mm -hmm. "Oh, I love the APAS interview because it's APAS," but no, yeah. it's because of how real he was, how straightforward he was. Like you know, any question that was asked. He didn't hold back. We've had mm -hmm. guests at times like we've asked certain questions, and and guests will tell us, we you know, I don't want to speak about this, or I don't want to touch on this, and mm -hmm. you know, but APAS is like access all areas, whatever you wanted, and he was honest and he was open, and yeah. he's so intelligent, and he was just dropping, dropping jewels on us constantly, and yeah, it was it was absolutely amazing. I, I for me personally, that that interview stands out big time. There's obviously other interviews that I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. um, but that one stood out because of just how open and real he got with us, you know, and he didn't hold anything back. And the knowledge, this guy is just incredibly intelligent. Yeah. You know, yeah. as funny as he is and as childish as he can come across, he's incredibly intelligent. And it was, that's, you know, you know, when you just speak to someone and you're just yeah. soaking in and he's actually opening up your mind to so many different things. Um, yeah. So the APAS interview was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I would say it was it was really good. And I like like you already said everything I was gonna say about Apus, but he's a freestyle guy. Like he's you get whatever you you get out of him. Like he's gonna come straight yeah. forward, he won't hide yeah. anything. But so yeah, to me, I think that was one of my favorite episodes too. On you guys, I mean, I like you said, not to put down any other guests that you guys have had. Right. All of them have been fun. But yeah, there's some there's some. Mm -hmm guests that you have that you feel really comfortable like i would say the same thing on my podcast i hosted this guy joe he's in the states mm -hmm. but he's from he grew up in a refugee camp in in hoima and then mm -hmm. he moved to the states but now he said an organization called my homestars and he designed a game that helps kids to learn you know where we grew up in uganda where the teacher mm -hmm. comes and just pounds 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 everything mm -hmm. in your head you're gonna learn this but like he created a game where kids can play the game in class, but it's a game and it's teaching them like to learn stuff. So mm -hmm. he designed that. Time, yeah. So, mm -hmm. but when when I was having a conversation with him, it was flowing and it felt it felt good. I mean, I've had a lot of guests that I really enjoyed on the podcast, but that one felt good in a special way. So there are some that will stand out. And no offense to anybody else who who's on the podcast, it just it just happened. But, and um, as, as a podcaster yourself, you you know that the best interviews or the easiest interviews are the ones where the guest is open. Yeah, you never want to feel like you're 
pulling uh-huh. someone out, someone or forcing things and you know you don't want to ever find yourself in an awkward situation where you where where someone you ask someone a question and they don't answer it exactly. like those things are frustrating because it's like in the end it's like how do you respond so when you get guests who are just even if like whatever is on the, the first thing that comes to their mind you get that you know, mm-hmm. I, that was Apas. Actually, we asked him about his opinions on 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 chameleon, and he didn't hold back. You know, right. we asked him about his opinion on other artists. He didn't hold back. He just mm-hmm. said it as it was. You know, and you know, other uh, uh, other people might might be hesitant. Some people might not want to get into their personal life. Some people mm-hmm. might not want to offend other people who are listeners, so they hold certain things back. But yeah, that that was amazing. And it's always good when you get a guest like that. I was going to ask you a question. Who was behind that post that you guys shared the other day um, about praying for the Arsenal fans? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, want, I mean, I have no idea who could have been behind that post. <laughs> for those of you who are just listening on uh, Spotify, he's holding up a cup that has Manchester United. So you can tell who was uh, behind that post. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was definitely um, that was me, and yeah. I just had to. I just had to. I <laughs> I just oh, love seeing Arsenal. I'm a Everybody likes when Arsenal loses, and my dad was the same way growing up. My dad never followed football or anything, but whenever Arsenal lost, that's that's what he wanted. Like he just wanted me sad. Like. Anything that any team that beats Arsenal, that's his team for the day. But that's because of the fans. I think Arsenal fans, the way you look, react to loss is the most amazing. <laughs> it, it, it really is like you look have a meltdown, you go crazy. You yeah. know? And Tomo like you see, for mm-hmm. example, me, I'm a United fan, but I'm like, you know what? Our season is finished. Oh, you dig it up. We've been terrible this season. It, it, you know, it is what it is. It's been terrible. It's finished. Name more kiddies that like you look just don't accept. Like, and it's just the way you react. It's just ah, Arsenal players are just amazing. And I think it's because of the fact that I believe Arsenal fans have this delusion in their heads that you're the biggest club in the world. I yeah. think you genuinely believe that i think arsenal arsenal fans genuinely believe they're the biggest fan they're the biggest club in the world you know as man united if we stood up and we said we're the biggest club in the world mm-hmm. very few people can argue with that because of our history and our achievements and our fan base we've got the biggest fan base in the world we've got you know we're, we're a global um team where everywhere the, uh, the numbers the revenues the success the trophies everything we've done yeah. We can arguably say we're the biggest club in the world. In fact, we're actually one of the biggest sporting franchises in the world. Mm-hmm. So when we see Arsenal fans <laughs> acting as though you lot are the biggest, it's like, ee. What I like about Arsenal fans is Torgeda um, Nyo. I know that about ourselves. No. Like, maybe Gambo. <laughs> like, we no. never back down. We, t- we talk a lot. We do talk yeah, a lot. So that's why when you lot lose, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Okay. And the other thing is, I got to acknowledge your t-shirt, Tuliwa Wave. Uh, that's just been the saying. Um, the guy, I hosted the guy who sang that song, uh, Bukachimi, on mm. the podcast, on the podcast. But that was way before 
he released Tuliwabweru. I hosted him when he just had that song, Economy Tojiraba. I like that guy's songs because he sings about like events that are happening, like real mm-hmm. events that are going on. And um, so what is, what does what, what that, uh, how, how did you get to Tuliwabweru and the t-shirt on that? Oh, so this is, um, this, this is our sponsor, our podcast sponsors, Nala. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I saw that. Um, I saw that on the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they are. They, 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 they are sponsors. They are sponsors. We partnered up with them. Their money transferring app. They've just launched in the US as well. Okay. Um. What about a few weeks ago? They launched in the US. Um. And yeah. So they they sponsor us. This this one. Um. There's one. There's, I've got three of them. So there's Tuliwaweru. There's the Tochisusa. Uh-huh. And they send some kamani. Um, so yeah so you <laughs> see us rotating different t-shirts and vests and things like that yeah so i've been that's... i've been seeing those funny quotes t-shirts happening in uganda like everywhere everybody's having yeah. sending me some company um mm-hmm. uh something i don't know there's there's a lot of funny ones but yeah so how did you guys land that um sponsorship with nala or nala they reached out yeah <laughs> they reached out yeah mm-hmm. they reached out um and yeah they reached out we negotiated mm-hmm. um, a contract and for me what it was about nala above of others because there was another um competitor who who did um who also approached but why nala is because I'm not in the habit of, of promoting something I don't believe in or I would never That's do. true. That's the same way. I'm never, I'm never going to do that. And when you look at Nala, they, they really do offer... The, and this, this, is, this is me speaking as Hakim now, not as okay. a representative of Nala, okay. as Hakim. Nala does, Nala does offer the best rates. That's mm-hmm. number one. You know, um, it's East African-owned. It's the only East African-owned platform out there at this moment in time. Um, it's um, they offer a, they, they offer the ability to be able to transfer money directly into your bank account. So in in normal situations where you're only sending to uh, mobile money accounts, mobile money has a limit of how mm-hmm. much money you can put on a particular account. Whereas with with Nala, you can send directly into a bank account, and then the limit is even bigger. So when for us, when we're going to Uganda, and you know you're going, and you need to save money. Mm-hmm. Instead of saving money here, where you're going to touch the money and potentially use it or whatnot, or or or, or trust the person, someone else with money. Or if you have your bank account, you can put the money there. If you're mm-hmm. a lot of our parents, a lot of us, a lot of different people, you know, but they do projects back home. So yeah. the ability to send money directly from your bank account here in the UK or in the US or in Europe directly into another bank account in um, you know, in yeah. Uganda, that for me, I find it absolutely amazing. The app is fantastic. Blue is my is one of my favorite colors, so I love mm-hmm. that. The customer service is on point, and I just believed in. I believe in the and and it's their community approach. Where for them, it's more than just being a money transferring app. They actually want to build African, um, African institutions. So they want to work with different communities. They put on different events where. You know whether whether it comes down to mental health, whether it comes down to um, different issues, 
they want to be at the forefront of dealing with those issues within our communities. So mm-hmm. I genuinely believe in what NALA does. So that's why I chose them. If anybody from NALA listens to this episode, Gwako Sasure, Kwanwa, this is how Isaac Arango. No, and, and for me, that was it. For me, that, that was the defining yeah. factor. It was like, even if I was to join a different platform, even if we were to, because, um, um, and, and the, the, these different competitors, even if a different competitor was to um, sponsor us, mm-hmm. you give me the bag. Oh, I'm going to eat the bag. Yeah. And I will promote you because that's what you're paying me to do. Mm-hmm. But when I need to send money home, I will be using Nala. <laughs> yeah. For the one simple rate that Nala has better rates. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's it. And I want to send more. I want my people to get the most out of my pennies. Mm-hmm. You know, so in the end, I'll promote you. <laughs> but just know that behind closed doors, I'll be using Nala. Yeah. So that's why I chose Nala because I never want to, again, it's about being real, you know, and I never want to deceive people. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a man of faith and I know that I'm, I'm God's constantly watching what you're doing. He's constantly right. aware. So he knows that I'm telling people, this is the best app. Like. I'm not even using it. How, how will I then be able to look, mm-hmm. you know, stand in front of God on that day? You know, you have to be real and honest with yourself. So it was like, it was yeah. Nala all the way. That, that, that says a lot because in this world today again people will do anything to make money they will mm-hmm. do anything people will lie to you so because mm-hmm. they're getting money from it like he would literally like come to you and lie oh yeah this is because he knows he's gonna get paid but you you said something that's really really good like it starts within you to tell another person to use something that you yourself are using you you can't force somebody to do something that you're not using yourself Hey there, I am Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching my video and don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend. Tune in every Saturday at 9am Eastern Time for a new episode about my podcast. And for more information about this podcast, follow me on my Instagram page, talk underscore show underscore 256.